Rebel Nation, it's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with your host, Gary Darby. Brown fakes left, goes right himself. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. We are in and ready for a Valentine's evening of the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary Darby. Chuck Rounds was in the studio. Gordon Ford's in the studio. That means all three of us are here at the same time. <laughs> Boy, we're, we're like a walking mash unit, aren't we? It is something Good else. grief. Let me tell you. Good to see you back. Well, thank you. Uh, smiling face in the building with us. So uh, good to have you. Mr. Mr. Ford, you all right? I'm here. Yeah. yeah plantar that... fasciitis, man. My foot's killing me, but I'm... Here, man, we stuck him on the. Both of you were on the injury report last week. Yeah, um, and so I crawled in here to be with you, Gary. Good. I, we appreciate every second of it. Trust me. I couldn't crawl or I'd have been here. I understand. <laughs> so we made it, and and here we are, and we'll give you uh, this hour. You can text message us at four two six one zero nine three six six two four two six one zero nine three. We have uh, a couple already. Uh, for the chat midway through, let me tell you what we're going to do. We'll discuss a few things here at the top. Then we're actually going to get into Ole Miss basketball coming up in the next segment, and we're going to listen to Coach Kermit Davis with a couple of things that he had to say after the game against Missouri. We'll get to that audio in our segment that starts uh, here in a few minutes at about 6.10. And then after that, we'll do the text messages. We'll get you some injuries. We'll get then into baseball. Coach Mike Clement's going to come back on. Baseball season is here. It's here. It is here. It is. Uh, we are hearing, uh, you know, different things about who might be uh, starting on the weekend as far as pitching is concerned and that not. We'll just ask a bunch of questions to Coach Clem here in a little bit and find out all he's, about it. He's going to avoid those pitching questions, though, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> he avoids those like I, like I avoid uh, – I don't know, green peas. Right. Well, he's, <laughs> I put, you know, on the social media, on Twitter, that he was going to be on. He goes, what more could the people want? I mean, they have been <laughs> answering questions for a long time now, yeah. right? They've had media days. They've had different things going on. But we're going to find out and get ready for Charleston Southern on the weekend. So we have that. we got basketball questions with the text messages. And so here we go. Um, Either of you watched the Super Bowl, cared about the Super Bowl? Anything at all? Yeah. You watched? Yeah. I cared for Mike Hilton, um, but unfortunately his team did not win. Other than that, I mean, I watched the game. It was a good game. Very good game. You know, it was. You, Chuck, anything? I don't watch the NFL. Do not watch the NFL? No. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but I, I, I lost interest. Just like I've kind of lost interest in Major League Baseball. When they start striking and all that stuff, I kind of lose interest. Yeah, well. I watched a Netflix series the woman in the window watching the girl in the window or something. Stop. <laughs> that was what you, that was it, huh? Well, it's a long title and I can't remember you what know, it I've, is. It's gotten so bad now with TV and, and things that I don't really like to watch a lot. And then if like this afternoon, I was doing some stuff to kind of get ready for this and to get ready for my weekly show, which comes up. And then I've got some high school basketball. And as I'm doing some prep work, I started watching season one, The Life and Times of Wyatt Earp. Oh, wow. For the old one with Hugh O'Brien. Yeah. Way back oh, when. Man. Yeah. Way back. I'd seen it before along yeah, the way. Yeah. And then just recently, I guess Tombstone was on. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's anything else. Like, yeah. Okay. Season one of Wyatt Earp. Oh, man. <laughs> now I got the song stuck in my head. All, so, listen, all my all my buddies, the big thing is, did you watch Ozark? Did you watch Ozark? Yeah. Did I, you watch Ozark? Not Ozark, but I, I, Yellowstone and now 1883. Oh, you're watching 1883? Yeah. Yes. Is it Reacher. good? That's really good. You're watching Reacher. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like it because I do like that time period. What's on Re what's Reacher on? Netflix? It's on uh, Prime. Amazon. It was really Prime. good. Yep. 
So that's uh, that's kind of what what's been going on. Well, we're we're doing a good job of talking about Ole Miss sports. That's right. I, 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 I let us right down. On. I, I, I let us right into that one, didn't I? Six six two four two six one zero nine three. We'll get some text messages a little bit later on. Uh, we will get into Ole Miss basketball at length, guys, in the next segment. As I said. Uh, but, again, another one of those droughts that happened. We're going to hear from Coach Davis in a, in a quote after the game. 21-2, to two, and Missouri opened it up. They got back in it, but when you're only playing seven or eight guys yourself, uh, that's that's difficult, difficult, difficult to overcome. I don't know that there's that much in-depth we can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, it's kind of it is what it is kind of deal, you know. But the thing is, Chuck, how you could – you know, like you said, Ole Miss gets back into it. They get lulls, and you wonder, I mean, what's going on with the shooting? You watch Crowley. I'll throw him out. He comes in and what nails a three-pointer and gets you back into it, throws a bad lob. I think you got a lot of guys that just doing some stupid stuff. Well, part of the quotes that that you'll hear from Kermit is it's different from pa- from pass to pass, from play to play. And from each defensive set, he's going to give us those comments, and then we can kind of go through there uh, and go through that again. Lots of Ole Miss sports that are going on. We're going to talk men's basketball next. It's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon in the studio with you. All along the Super Talk world, up and down the state of Mississippi and in Memphis, wherever you are, we thank you if you're streaming us. We are appreciative of that as well. We've got to have you people listening to the program. <laughs> We've got to have you with us here on a Monday night. 426-1093 is the text message. All right, the Ole Miss men's basketball team lost to Mizzou Saturday night, 74-68. Uh, they were down as much as 20, got it to four, had some opportunities, just couldn't get over that hump. And here's the first thing that uh, Coach Kermit Davis had to say uh, in the postgame. 
lot of toughness at the end. Tried to kind of settle on a five guys who could get stops. Uh, our bigs really struggled guarding smaller guys. And uh, Nas finally in the second half got in the stance and was committed to really guarding. Uh, but I thought our team had a chance to win. Two for ten from the free throw line in the second half. One point, I think we missed six out of seven. Close, I can't remember that's exact number where that game could have got almost like to two or three. And uh, then DeGray jumps up and kind of makes it a, a three, kind of a tough three, their center. So we had some looks, too, down the stretch, uh, kind of get it right to a one-possession game, failed to do it. But, you know, our team fought it and uh, hung right in there. Gordon, you've been around that basketball program and, 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 and know about as much as any of us in this building. He sounds really frustrated as to which buttons do I push, how can I push them to get any kind of result. It's hard to say. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's pushing buttons, and, you know, like I said, he brings Crowley in. I mean, he hits a shot. Then, you know, you miss two or three shots. You have a 6'10 center out there hitting three-pointers. I mean, your defense breaks down, and then all of a sudden you get on a little roll and get, you know, cut the lead down. And I just think they just need to shoot a lot better. And they're inconsistent with that. I think Morrell needs to shoot it more. He's got good form. Of course, losing uh, Ruffin is hurt. Jarkel Joyner is really an off guard. And I think he needs to shoot more. What do you think, Chuck? I don't think he took any shots hardly in the first half. No, absolutely. He's he's one of the few offensive threats we have uh, legitimate. But uh, this 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 is a what happened up there is a common theme of what's happened all year, just a day late and a dollar short. And, and you know, oh, we had a chance to cut it to one possession. We had a chance to cut it. We had a chance to win. But they don't. They're not closers. And to to, to win in this league, you got to have closers. you got to have guys that, that hit the big shot, that make the right pass, that big, get a big steal, that get the rebound uh, that they got to have. Uh, it's all about making plays, and down the stretch, the Ole Miss Rebels don't make plays. The guy that wants to be at that free throw line, not to go two for ten, but to go eight for ten and help you get over that hump and and to get through there. This was a game where they actually shot 52% in the first half, almost matched the shooting percentage, but as he said, they couldn't defend, and that has even frustrated him even more. He was asked a question about yet another long run. I think this one kind of – expanded the first half and the second half and here was his answer on that 27 years of coaching and i just we tried we tried everything possible we could do to emphasize in the past start a pass and different play calling changing up defenses we tried to play some 13 to start the second half we, we just our team is just not built without a couple of these guys we, we just can't our top is not physical enough we're just uh i've never had we just we're just too soft right now to play 13 so we just got to go man to man uh but you know it's just uh something we've talked about and talked about and talked about and uh, we'll keep trying to emphasize it. We've got a lot of different play calling, different defenses, and uh, but it popped up again tonight for sure. You can hear one of our reporters uh, typing away as it, as it was going on there in that post-game Zoom. But here it is, not physical enough, too soft to play on the one the 13 that he's talking about. He likes playing that 1-3-1, one, one, mm-hmm. and he just can't do it. And trying to play man-to-man, well, as he mentioned, Nas was having trouble stopping people coming through. You're Still a little undersized and just not able to guard man-to-man. So it's almost up and down the floor each and every time, what can I call situation. Well, the sad part about it to me is that they do play hard, but they can't, they're not getting any results on either end of the – I mean, winning results, let me say that. They go in spurts and yada, 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 but they're they're inconsistent. And as I said earlier, they, they're just not closers. And it's showing week after week after week. What's the record now? It's a losing record. Twelve now, and thirteen. Yeah, and then three and nine, three in, the and nine in the conference. Yeah, yeah. Georgia's the the only one below. And they have them coming up shortly. But one of the things is too, I think when you get in the SEC, and you got a lot of guys who are really good coaches, okay, and I think the athleticism and all that, it just you know, I mean, you can be a great coach and, and not be able to win in there. But look at Kentucky last year, what were they, Chuck? Nine and nineteen. Mm-hmm. Calipari first losing season. You know, you just hope that some way the Rebels pop back. I mean, Bruce Pearl wasn't really winning when he first got there, and then you know, I know one thing: Kermit's won, Buzz Williams has won, Tom Crean's won. I mean, it's just a weird league, man. You know. 
Well, I, I think I think the only um, criticism I would have of Kermit and his staff is that there's been some misevaluations. I, I think I would that say you're correct. I think that I think that uh, you know the. They've got to recruit a better quality of player. And as Gary, when we were talking before the show, you said uh, one thing about the previous coach. He always had somebody that could fill it up. Yeah. Stephon Moody, uh, Terrence Davis, uh, Marshall Henderson. Tight game, Marshall Henderson. We're going to yeah. run a play for you. Yeah. Shoot it. <laughs> now we don't have that. Rest of you guys go rebound it. Put yeah. it back in. Yeah. You know? Like I, I saw, I saw a clip the other day on Larry Bird, and it said. Uh, Went in the and KC was KC Jones was the coach and he said, you know, we went into the huddle and I was saying, okay, you go over here and you go over here and said finally Larry just stepped up and said, coach, uh, why don't y'all just tell them to give me the ball and get out of the way? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what they did. And and you know we don't have that kind of guy, and and that's what the SEC is made of is is every team's got that kind of guy and until you get that kind of guy. Um, it's going to be tough. Well, it is. It's just a. It's an up and down league. I mean, what three or four years ago, South Carolina was you know in the Final Four, mm-hmm. and they're not any good right now. You know, and then you've got Will Wade down there, and even though he's cheated a lot, I mean, their team is not doing what they've done in the past because they're losing some of those guys. So it's just even Michael White. I mean, he struggled down there. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's just hard to say. It's just. That's been the biggest, maybe the biggest surprise to me is that they've struggled at Florida because early on he kind of had it going. And, uh, well, his big center was hurt for yeah, a while, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you're yeah. looking at the schedule. You get South Carolina tomorrow night and then at Georgia. I'm not going to say anything. Right. <laughs> South Carolina is 5 and 7 in the league, 14 and 10 overall. And Georgia is the team below you at 1 and 11, and 6 and 19 has lost five straight. We've all been around enough to know really good Ole Miss teams have gone to Athens, Georgia, and played really bad Georgia teams and gotten beat. It's a difficult place to go. It's just one of those things. Like in football, you know, usually Ole Miss and Vandy, that's the one you're like, I just don't know. And when you see Georgia. They're playing good, too, by the way. That's correct. And you see Vandy at the end of the year, and they've already won five league games. So this week week is, if you're going to get one. Well, you're playing teams with losing records. I mean, come on. The odds are. The odds are that you've got a better than average shot of taking some of these guys down. I mean, just got to close some games, man, and make some plays, make some free throws, get a big rebound, get a big steal. Uh, You know, the the, what gets me is the twenty-five to two, the nine minutes worth because somewhere. And I know you're not scoring points, but you're not stopping them during that right. stretch either. You're giving and up tons unusual of points, shots, right? I mean, you're you're not playing defense, and they always say defense travels, right? Defense goes wherever you play the game. Mm-hmm. And to me, when he's like, in 27 years, I've got I, I haven't had this. Now, yeah, there's still injuries. He's not making that excuse at this point. He's talking no, about he's, what he's got he's with him right now, and says these guys. Uh, we're soft, and they can't can't play. He's going to have to still try to play the one three one at points, but it's it's not where he wants it for sure. Well, well you, there's a camp of fans that are saying, "Man, he's had these key injuries, okay, and that's legitimate." And then there's this camp of fans that are saying, "Let's don't use injuries as an excuse because he doesn't have anybody." And they recruited all these players correct. coming off the bench that are good enough to take their place. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, Six of one, half dozen of the other, really. But you got Allen also hurt, and people forget that he was a rebounder. But you know, but the the one thing is, is that you know, looking at tomorrow's game, South Carolina, they've lost like five in a row in one, and they've been getting blown out. I mean, in some of those games. So you know, I not gonna say anything, but I think that there's a possibility <laughs> that the Rebels could win tomorrow. But you I, still said it. I, <laughs> now I said, you know, I didn't say they would. But I, I'm all for you. I absolutely hope that tomorrow night is a win. They can stretch a few together to get something, you know, to feel good about there inside the pavilion. All right, we got text messages, and it is a question about basketball or two that I'm seeing as well. We'll get to that at 426-1093, plus other things going on on tonight's Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Flowood, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Friends, 622 is the time as the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're all back to take your text messages at 662-426-1093. And uh, we've got other things that we'll get into. First of all, before we get back into the basketball discussion, one of them, and we'll get into it later, obviously, is just give me some football news. So do you have any kind of football It's real quick up there. This says, give me some football news. Chuck, without giving away recruiting news or anything, you got anything you can tell the people? Well, obviously, they're, they're going through fourth quarter drills right now, which is important heading into spring. Uh, and it's it's really a, a strong evaluation period for Lane Kiffin and his staff. They take those fourth quarter drills pretty seriously. Who's in shape? Who wants it? You know, the whole thing. Of course, can't be a ball out there, but it's a lot of drills that are football specific, and you can get times and, and figure out, you know, what your talent level is. So, uh, that's that's what's happening right now, and uh, with a lot of fresh new faces to look at, yeah, and doing some of those yeah. drills. Uh, obviously, people know that we were named the number one uh, t- school as far as transfer portal signees. Uh, I think most of those guys are really going to help the Rebels in twenty twenty two, fill some gaps at uh, you know like Ch- Chance Campbell, Jake Springer, uh, Sam Williams, those guys that graduated or moved on. Uh, they got players to come in, and hopefully they're as good or better. Uh, that's happening. And I think after spring training, they're saving some spots for the second wave of transfer portal guys because there's going to be a lot of guys that get in the portal after spring when they see they're not going to be playing at Penn State or <laughs> Alabama or Notre Dame or Michigan or wherever. And some of them are going to be pretty good players. So, I think the the Rebels coaches are going to scour the country for that type of player after spring practice. And now on to the basketball one is uh, why does Coach Davis, or probably why doesn't Coach Davis, play a few more of his bench players to give some rest to the eight that he rotates. Well, James White has now come into the mix. We saw it was Eric Vander Hayden, I think, has played, has played some. some, but did not play in the game against Missouri. He played Grant Slayton. And, and Sammy Hunter's come back into play the last bit. couple of games. Actually had a decent offensive game against, against Bama. Bama. Yeah. Uh, and against Mizzou, he played just four minutes. Uh, was one for two uh, in that game, and, and that was it. And to, that, to, to, to my point is... I think if Coach thought he had some guys that he could trust to play 5 to 10 to 15 more minutes, he would. He's trying 
just about everything. Of those three freshmen these playing, you look, White's kind of weak. I mean, you know, he missed a couple of free throws the other night. Uh, Eric Van just Eric D., okay? He is sort of weak. He's not ready to go. Grant Slayton, I haven't seen him enough. I know he was sick early, but um, I don't know, you know, what the deal is. But I can just tell you that none of them look like SEC-type players right now. Would you agree with that, Chuck? Yeah, but, I mean, I'm kind of like the guy that sent the text in. What's he got to lose? I mean, he's losing anyway. He does not. Let, 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 let's rest those guys, and maybe with that five-minute window at the end, they won't run out of gas like – they, you know, I'm I'm assuming that's what happened down at uh, in, in Missouri the other night. They we had a chance to cut it to one possession and they couldn't get it done or ran out of gas or something. Right. Looks like he tried to mix and match. Breakfield played just 16 and a half minutes and Fagan played 12, almost 13 minutes. But Fagan and I'm a guy that I Who's don't getting all the minutes. Well, there was 29 for Brooks. 34 for Murrell, 34 for Joyner, and then uh, Crowley played 30 off the bench. Hmm. So he got – he, he, he grabbed Rodriguez. those. 33. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was it. Those were the – as he said, he tried to find five. Mm-hmm. He found those five that we just mentioned. That, that was Brooks, Murrell, well, Joyner, Rodriguez. One huge issue right now to me, Gary, and I, I'm I'm no basketball expert, Okay. But I do know that every good team has a good point guard. Mm. And right now, with roughing out, we don't have a good, good point, point guard. Uh, Jarkel Joyner is a two-guard. Crowley is a two-guard. And they're not point guards. And, that's and just Fagan's a, really not a point guard either. No. They've been and playing that's just there. A, yeah. I mean, that's just a simple fact. It's like it's like an offense without a quarterback. Yep. You know. Text message is brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw tonight. You can visit their website, ccmoxford.com. You're looking for a home. You're looking for lots. You're looking for land. You're looking for condos for sale in the Oxford area, ccmoxford.com. Now to the Rebel Injury Report we go. Brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Well, it's not it's not numerous, but it's bleak. Uh, you know, Robert Allen and Deshaun Ruffin, as we talked about tonight already, are out for the year with ACL injuries. Uh, Ruffin had his ACL repaired last Thursday, and uh, early reports are that it went as well as hoped. Uh, but that boy had a tough year. First it was his hand or wrist or whatever that held him out of several games, and now it's his ACL. And just when he was becoming the guy that we need to propel us to better things. Baseball, Max Chelfie is uh, expected to return in March from arm injury in 2021. He's hit his goals each step of the way. And that's about it right now. Of course, I don't have a football injury report at this point, but going into spring, we will have one. Let's hope that the injury report stays small, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, basketball can't stand another one. Without a doubt. There's no chance for that. And Uh we're about to get into this baseball world uh, where we have games going on. Uh, Trophy at the back end of that bullpen would be a huge help if he Mm -hmm. can come back Mm -hmm. and do some things along the way. That's the kind of question mark that we have going into this baseball season. Although the Rebels were picked to win the SEC uh, in in baseball, um, I think the staff is going to surprise some people. That's what, yeah, right, and that's the question. Now yeah. I don't know if our guest, Coach Mike Clement, is going to answer that about the pitching staff. He's or not. not. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's yeah. going he's going to stay away from that, brother. We, we we might be able to ask him that question along the way and see what he does, but we know we'd have to trick him. <laughs> he's probably listening, so we probably won't be able to pull that off somewhere along the way. But uh, you know, um, we've all been injured. We still have injuries with our own radio group here. That's right, um, fighting it too. Yeah, you know, this this 2020, 2021, 2022, it's been bad on an old folk. Now, I'm calling myself old. I'm calling myself old here. All right, friends, it's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Second half of the program's on the way.
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Howdy toddy, gosh almighty. Hello, folks. Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki, featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, zero-turn mowers, plus you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play, Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. The Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline as we talk with you here tonight about any and everything. Now it's our Coach's Corner brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've been serving you since 1929, 54 locations, six states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. Coach Clem is on the line with us now. And, you know, look, Coach, people want to know all they can know. Like, I saw your response on Twitter, but, I mean, come on. You guys have been practicing. As they need some good news, and hopefully you'll deliver it here in these next 15 minutes. Uh, we're we're 0-0. We haven't lost a game, so that's good news. <laughs> and uh, it's baseball season. It's actually uh, – we're actually not going to have uh, like a high temperature of 34 on on this weekend, so that's all. That's also good news. That is, you know, what we had 70 in the middle of last week. Then you got a little snow to practice in early, so they, you know, Mother Nature just at least gave you that to prepare you for what might happen at a later date. Yeah, it's the, it's that time of year in North Mississippi where you get both extremes, and the guys were able to practice in uh, short sleeves, and then. Uh, then they emptied out every piece of clothing in their lockers to, to inter-squad the next day. Mike, I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now, and uh, I didn't realize that roster baseball rosters are so top-heavy in pitchers. you got 20 pitchers and 17 others. Um, yeah. You know, you're is asking that, the is hitting, that normal? You're asking the hitting coach that question, right? Yeah. I mean, is that normal? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and I think different people do it different ways. Um, but, but really kind of philosophically our, our, our thought in that is we, we don't want a ton of position players. We hit a lot of live DP. It's really hard to get through something like that. So we're a little bit more picky with our position players. Um, and then, and then the pitching is, is a little bit different. I think those guys develop at a little different speed and, only one of those guys can go at a time and they don't bounce back, you know? And so you need a lot of those guys. And, and, you know, if, if coach Bianco were on with you guys, he would, he would say, you know, never in 22 years has he had too much pitching. So, um, that's, that's, that's where the bulk of it comes from. And, uh, and, and we, tr- we try to load up on that side of the ball. Coach, I've seen, I'm looking down again, looking down the roster and I see 11 position players who, have made an impact uh, in their careers, you know, not necessarily uh, big impacts, all of them, but they're familiar names to our fans. Um, 
Can you try to go around the horn and see where we are right now? Yeah, I think I can. I think I can do that. I think we have a pretty good understanding where where we're going to be at least uh, at, at least on Friday. Uh, Hayden Dunhurst, that's a, one of the familiar ones. Will be behind the plate. Um, you know, think he's one of the not think he is one of the if not the best uh, backstop in the country. Um, and, and obviously everybody's familiar with him going to first base. It'll be Tim Elko. Um, everybody's familiar with him, a fifth year senior and, uh, and a guy who was obviously a great story. Um, last year, second base, Peyton Chatagnier, shortstop, Jacob Gonzalez. Uh, I, I'll skip third base for a minute. I think, uh, left field for sure is Kevin Graham. And then the other three positions, meaning third base, center field and right field could be in flux. Two guys that are 100% in two of those three positions are TJ McCants and Justin Bench. Um, just where those guys will be, I think, will probably uh, differ depending on the day this weekend. Um, Bench will either play third base or center field. Uh, McCants will either play center field or right field. And then the other person on the field will either be Reagan Burford at third base or Hayden Leatherwood or Kemp Alderman in right field. And then, you know, there's, there's the DH spot too, which, which could be any of those guys as well as Calvin Harris or Ben Van Cleve. I don't think I've left anybody out that, that'll get a start this weekend, but that's kind of what we're, what we're looking at as we, as we start to game plan for Charleston Southern. Looking at some of those guys, looking at Burford, Bench, McCants, and the others that you mentioned uh, with Shat and then with Gonzalez, is it big into the recruiting of the baseball world that most of those guys have been shortstops? They've been middle infielders, yeah. and they have the athletic ability that you can move them to these other positions? Yeah, that's an awesome point. Really, really good point. Yeah, that's, that's huge for us. And I think in my time here, um, we've always had at least one of those guys. You know, we've had – the Rhino Linux, the Will Golson, those guys came in at shortstops, ended up as, you know, other side infielders or outfielders. And, and it's no different with this club. The versatility, when we talked at the, at the front of this thing about um, only having 17, 18 position players, we need some versatility with some guys. And so the guys like Bench and McCants and Gonzalez and Chatagnier and Burford, all of those guys um, really are high school shortstops. And, our thought in that is if you can play shortstop, you can probably move to other positions fairly seamlessly, and that's been the case. And so we've had a pretty good mix of those athletic middle guys uh, to run with some big-bodied guys that can run the ball out of the park. And then we struck, struck a little bit of gold with, with, guy, you know, with a guy like Gonzalez or even, even Bench um, and McCants that can do a little bit of both. We're going to put you on the spot now, Coach. Uh... Can you give us uh, one through nine or one for for batting? Uh, I don't know if I can do that, but I, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, I'm 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 I don't I don't sit in the big office in the in the, in the coach's <laughs> okay. office now, and uh, I only give suggestions. I don't I don't write with the magic sharpie. So well, give us your um, suggestion. <laughs> my my suggestions would go something like this. I don't think I don't think Pinko's listening to this thing anyway, right? Um, so my suggestions, uh, I think would be, uh, and we, we batted this around a little bit this weekend, uh, coach and I differ on some of this, but if I had the magic Sharpie to go, it'd go something like Chatagnier one, Gonzalez two, Graham three, Elko four, Bench five, McCants six, Dunhurst seven. And then, uh, if Burford's in there, I would go Burford nine and the right field or the DH right fielder Alderman or Leatherwood eight. So the bottom eight and nine probably uh, can be can be switched around depending on who's 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 in the lineup that that particular day. I think the, where where it could get mixed a little bit is you could see bench towards the top instead of in the middle. Um, you know we've 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 knocked around that idea, um, and you know those those middle two, three, four, five type guys are, are a little bit interchangeable. We're fortunate that way. Coach Gordon Ford here. You have 18 newcomers, eight transfers, and 10 freshmen. Of those people, who do you think will come in and be an impact? Yeah, I, th I think the impact comes on the mound with the new guys. You know, we just, you know, whatever, the last six or seven 
minutes have talked about the returning position players. We only have a couple uh, newcomers, um, you know, on, on the offensive side of things. The bulk of the of the new faces will will, will be on the mound. And some guys off the top of my head that, that have been tough for our hitters to to get after. Number one is John Gaddis, and you got you guys are going to see him in game two starting. He's a he's a transfer that that actually deferred med school from Texas A&M Corpus Christi was was an all Southland conference um, pitcher and he has been lights out left handed pitcher with really good stuff and um, really commands it. He's an old guy that's been through some wars as far as college baseball goes. And I would look for him to have a big impact. Um, the other guy, the other guy is Jack Washburn um, transfer from Oregon state who has really big stuff. He has at times struggled to harness it in our, in our inner squad, but I think he's big. And then from the freshman side of it, Hunter Elliott is a left-handed pitcher from Tupelo that I would keep a close eye on. I would not be shocked if by the end of the season, you know, he kind of not, it's it's really difficult to put the name Doug Nikhazy on anybody, but he kind of fills that role where his, his innings get bigger and more important as the season goes on. Um, He's been really good. And then the last one I'd say um, is Riley Maddox, a freshman from Jackson prep. Um, he's been really, really good. He's going to pitch some really important innings out of our bullpen, and he's a guy that I that I, that I can see starting down the line. But he's he's going to throw important innings from the get go. He's been he's been terrific as well. These aren't newcomers, coach. But where where does Brandon Johnson and Wes Burton fit in? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, you know, I I think Brandon Johnson, you could argue, has been our best pitcher from August 25th to right now. And he is really, really versatile. Um, and I think, that, not I think, we're, we're going to start the year with him on the back end of the bullpen. Um, he's a guy that throws hard and has three pitches, but he can bounce back, meaning we feel like we can, we can really utilize him to, to win two games on the weekend as opposed to one if we put him in a starting role. We think he could throw multiple innings to close a game on a Friday and come back and throw multiple innings on a Sunday. And so, we feel like he can affect multiple games on the weekend, and not everybody can do that. Not everybody bounces back, and their arm feels good the next day like his does. And so we're going to use him out of the back of the bullpen. The other name you mentioned is Wes Burton. Uh, I think Wes fits into middle relief somewhere. If, Re- if, if, if Wes is in the strike zone, he's tough to hit because he's got a hard riding fastball that um, plays really well analytically, and, and when he throws it at the top of the zone, it's tough. Um, and, and I think he fits in a, in a middle relief role somewhere. Where's your power coming from in the lineup, Coach? Yeah, I think we got it all over the place. The, the good thing is, you know, almost every home run we hit last year, which was, which was a lot, um, they're, they're all back. And so I think part of the, the cool thing about our lineup um, is it's pretty versatile. I think we got some athleticism in there. Um, but the guys that are athletic and could steal some bases can also run the ball out of the yard. And so, you know, you look at – guy like Kevin Graham, who hit 14 home runs for us last year, probably the quietest 14 home runs that uh, anybody in the country hit. I, he wasn't on any uh, all-SEC list last year, and I felt like was potentially the biggest snub in the, in the league. But, uh, you know, he hit 340 and hit 14 home runs. And then Tim Elko hit 16 home runs and only 160 at bat. So um, the, the math on that is he hit one every 10 times he walked to the plate. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's special, obviously. And then Jacob Gonzalez, he hit 12 home runs and was kind of a catalyst there for us too. And then, so those are the double digit guys from a year ago. But I think the, the reason you look at the number and, and have a chance for it to be big are we had a bunch of guys that hit five, six, seven home runs and those really add up. So I think one through nine, we will at least threaten to run the ball out of the yard. And so, um, you know, I think that's, that's what makes our offense pretty scary. Can I get you to expand on Gonzalez just a little bit? I saw him, and look, shortstop's been good to Ole Miss over the years. I saw a photo recently, Servideo was back, Gray Kessinger was back, and he was tired. Look, I know Servideo's on the smaller size, but Gray is not a small shortstop, and Jacob made him look small. That's a big guy you have roaming that position. It is, it is, and to be honest with you, you know, you commit these kids so early as far as recruiting goes, and, and, and Jake is from Southern California, and once he committed, and if, you know, I don't know if you guys have interviewed him, the hard part probably post-game when he has a good game is if you want to interview him, it's like, oh, no, he says about three words, but that's all he says <laughs> to us, too. So 
um, really reserved guy. And so he didn't play on any of the, the summer circuit after he committed. He was just committed, and he played out in Southern California. Our thought, honestly, to your point, was that, man, he may outgrow shortstop, and he may end up pushing over to third base for us. Um, you know, and we, at the time, weren't sure, hey, do we get Sir Video back? Does he sign? Obviously, he has a terrific start to the 2020 year. And we just had an open competition. That competition was done a month into the school year last year. We didn't realize how good he was until he got to campus. We would like to say, you know, we're terrific recruiters, and we knew all along that we had – uh, a superstar on our hands. I, I think we'd be lying if we said that, but it did not take long once he was on campus to know that he was a little bit different. And and you're right. Like since I've been here, since the summer of 14, you're looking at Errol Robinson followed by Greg Kessinger, followed by Anthony Servidio, followed by Jay Gonzalez. And that's a uh, man. That's a lot of signing bonus money, and uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of wins. There's a direct correlation to playing that position well and and winning baseball games. Mike. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but it seemed like the trend over the last seven or eight years has been for that bigger shortstop. Uh, and, it has. And the majors. It has. I, th- I, I think you're right. Uh, he fits way more of the Kessinger prototype than he does Servideo or Errol Robinson. You know, those guys were more of the athletic, fast twitch, um, you know, a feel to them. And, and Gray and Jake are both more of the long, rangy, um, uh, shortstop, and I think just because the game offensively has moved in the direction of almost every position being offensive, you're seeing more of the big shortstop. You know, like uh, man, this almost sounds sacrilegious for me to say with the age that I am. Like the days of Ozzie Smith, um, you just don't see as many of those types of players. Although he was a Hall of Fame player and terrific and all of that, it just seems like baseball has moved more to the big, bigger, physical, more offensive middle infielder. and Alex Rodriguez. That's right. Cal Rifkin, Alex Rodriguez, those types of players. You're exactly right. That seems like baseball has moved a little more that way, and we're fortunate to – I'm biased, but we're fortunate to have uh, have the best one in the country. So, uh, Coach, if, if you had to pick one guy that's returning most improved player from last year so far through fall camp and – Spring camp, who would that be at the plate? Uh, I think it's T.J. McCants, and that's a little unfair to him. It's either McCants or it's Kemp Alderman. Um, McCants is probably a little unfair to him because he's a freshman All-American last year, but I think he has made huge strides. I think he's in position to have a big-time year. He's starting to hit the ball out of the park, and his upside is tremendous. Um, that's probably not a huge shock to any of the listeners. The other guy would be Kemp Alderman. Um, this is a guy that everybody, I think, from around here knows his power, and it's almost uh, mythical. Uh, if you watch him take BP, it's, it's ridiculous power. But, guys, he, he struck out last fall, his freshman year, about 60% of his, the times he went to the plate, which is an incredibly high number. And our, our plan was to redshirt him. Um, and then, you know, he kept – he kept doing well in practice and all of that. We took the red shirt off of him. He obviously hit a huge home run that we talked about last time I was on against LSU. But to his credit, he has completely cut down on the strikeouts. He hit like 320 this fall. Um, and I just think he's more comfortable. You know, he's the um, small-town Mississippi kid that, that got here, and I think it was pretty fast for him to, to, to start with. But the game started to slow down for Kemp, um, and I think – you know, we're going to put him in a position to have success, and I think he's got a chance to have a ton of success. Thanks for being with us. Temperatures in the 50s and 60s for the three games coming up. We can't ask for anything better, and we thank you for your time on, on Valentine's Day, Coach. Coach, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, you guys are the best. Hopefully we made some people's night. I hope so, too. Good discussion. Thank you, sir. You got it. And we'll play Charleston Southern. Southern, if you guys remember Mark McMillan, he's the head coach oh. at Charleston Southern. He uh, yeah. from the Memphis area played at Ole Miss, yep. coached here with this group. Yeah. He's the head coach at Charleston Southern. It all starts at four on Friday. I hope he has an unhappy homecoming. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he can he, he can win games after yeah. this weekend. We'll be back to finish up the show.
for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. All right, our last segment of the program. Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with you. We thank Coach Mike Clement for being on. He's the hitting coach, assistant coach of the Ole Miss baseball team. They get started. Gary, we actually got him to talk a little bit about pitching. Some pitching, we? some pitching. Oh, yeah. I was um, surprised. It, but, you know, it's it's been out there, um, you know, along the way, the uh, the starting rotation has popped out. I know that Jake Thompson, who was on this program last week, putting it out on the Ole Miss spirit, the rotation and probable uh, starter against Arkansas State. I will say this, too, and looking at that baseball schedule, and it better be, because when you play in the SEC, you better be prepared for it when it starts. Um, but Charleston Southern's a decent team. Then you've got Virginia Commonwealth coming up. Arkansas State's generally pretty good. Virginia Commonwealth's always in a regional. Then you got Central Florida as well. So they are challenging themselves as they should before they see what they will see in the SEC because in baseball there's nothing like it. Oh, I'm telling you, every team in the SEC is going to be good. Every team. No matter Tell me where. this. Will John Rise play for Central Florida this year? or will? The talk was he was going to get a chance to play both. But I don't know if he'll be on this team or not. Okay. I don't know if he'll be on this team or not. All right, the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics since 1976. They're giving you those friendly, affordable, quality smiles. Check them out in Oxford, South Chilo, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. Well, something very interesting took place, I guess, over the weekend. I'm not sure when. Old Miss 2022 wide receiver uh, Jeremiah Dillon ran Mississippi's fifth all-time best time in a 60-yard dash at 6.93. That's moving. So we're not just saying this year. We're saying all-time. 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 Ole Miss 2023 wide receiver target Jontae Cook out of Texas has serious ties with Ole Miss defensive line coach Randall Joyner, the top 50 national recruit, added Ole Miss in his top group today. That's good news. we in this offense, you can never have too many wide receivers, in my opinion. Ole Miss hoop guard signee, T.J. Caldwell, was bumped to number 108 overall player in the country after Malik center Malik Ewing was bumped up to number 78 overall player. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, basketball in the first segment and th- this is going to be what it's all about moving forward they got to recruit better players they got to keep roughing and murrell without without a doubt they can't be transferred can't get in the portal we got to make sure they stay here with good nil deals and taking care of them 
And then let's see, keep hearing good things about 2023 wide receiver uh, from Ridgeland, Aiden Williams. He just visited Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but he looks to be Ole Miss's to lose. He's good friends with uh, Malik Heath and Deion Smith, two grad transfers that Ole Miss has uh, penciled in to get. Good stuff there. And now, Mr. Rhino back in the studio, if you don't mind, plug a little music, and we'll see uh, what Chuck has come up with for his good, bad, and ugly. Well, the good, obviously, the start of baseball is a positive. Once again, uh, the the Rebel fans have come through with record sales for season tickets. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, just year after year, they break the record every year, Gary. Over 8,000. Over 8,000 this year. They've made renovations out there. Uh, did you see the line <laughs> of students waiting for their student seats? The in night, right field. The night before. The night People before. In line the it night was before. incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, the enthusiasm around baseball is second to none. I think some of that has to do with the ability to drink beer out there. Isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It might, might have bit. something to do with it. <laughs> but also, the Rebels were recently named by the SEC coaches as the preseason choice to win the conference title. Yeah. Um, and I think most of that's based on their offense. Uh, there's going to be. Some fear of that offense. Uh, the returning offensive firepower is impressive. And and as Clement just said, there are a lot of live arms on the staff. The main task of the coaches is going to be figuring out the pitching rotation and responsibilities in the early going and moving on from there, trying to get their staff settled into the roles that they're going to play when the going gets tough. Uh, the bad, this has been a snake-bit season for Kermit Davis and the Rebels, and of late the Lady Rebels have not done too well either losing to a few ranked teams and then laying an egg and start with Sunday afternoon to a Mississippi State club who only has seven scholarship players. At this point, hoops, both men and women, look to be a sinking ship. Can they turn it around? Well, certainly it's possible, but uh, based on recent developments, it doesn't seem real likely. Moving forward, both of these programs are going to need some NIL money to change their trajectory. The ugly, well, I got nothing. I think, uh, Good. you know, <laughs> I think we're all right. So for that NIL money, for those who might want to help out with your group, oh, how yeah. can they do it? Uh, go to Chuck at OM Spirit on PayPal. I just set up a uh, monthly subscription option, uh, which will allow, you know, smaller givers to give whatever they want to, $10 a month, $20 a month. Uh, got a lot of response today when I posted that on the Old Miss Spirit message board. Um, so is it still going well? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not oh, just yeah. been like, a, oh, yeah, we got to jump on, do it, and help out quickly. It's still oh, no. finding people we, look, out there. We've signed up six football players, going to sign up another one tomorrow, and uh, then I think we're going to wait till the transfer portal after spring training to – to get another wave of players. But we got enough money to get 10 or 12 players. As a guy that likes to follow along and stuff, I'm liking now, and I know you get access to players usually before games preseason and after games and whatnot, but I'm liking seeing some of these guys in more interviews prior to us, like the you know new offensive lineman coming in, things mm-hmm. like that, learning about those kids. You're actually learning a little bit more kids. I mean, I know they're not kids, yeah. but you're learning a little bit more about these individuals than you may have ever learned in four years of, okay, uh, Kyle and company is going to bring so-and-so to you in the post-game yeah. media. Scrum. Oh, yeah. The and N- good luck to you in getting your questions. You the know? NIL changes all that, no yeah. question. All right. Good to see all of you again. You too. I'm good. glad everybody's decent. <laughs> good to be heard. And uh, this will be uh, put up and archived on the Ole Miss Spirit site coming up soon. You can listen if you haven't been able to listen to the entire thing today. Thanks to Rhino back in the studio as well. We'll do this again next Monday at 6. Till then, so long. Thank you.